What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in, downloading, loving, liking, hating, and ignoring. All of it is good with me because I like you. I like the way you think. I like the way you operate. I like the way you uh, make dinner for your kids, and I like the way you brush your hair. My name is Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. Um, that's my cat crunching food really loudly. I just ate an egg salad sandwich. It was insane. And guess what side I had with the egg salad sandwich? Okay, I'll give you a minute. No, it wasn't apple slices. Good guess though. All right, what else have you got? Um, nope, it wasn't a side of steamed broccoli. Bad guess. Uh, that wouldn't go well with an egg salad sandwich. You're right, I get, you got it. I, I ate Doritos and it was awesome. So, hello. You know, another thing that I have in the pantry, I've got a lot of good snack foods because when you move, you kind of collect snack foods because things are so crazy. And the other chip I've been eating a lot of is, now I'm not gonna know what they're called, but they're Frito Twists, Honey Barbecue Twists. Have you ever had those? Whoa, man, they are the best. I kind of forgot about those. I also love chili cheese Fritos. Um, all right, you guys, I'm gonna kind of get right into it. What else? I don't think I have much that I need to say to you guys. I just wanna get an episode up, a quick one. Everyone's busy. I wanna go back to giving you guys the occasional very quick episode. If you recall, in fact, let's look it up. I think in my podcast description, does it say that I only do five to 10 minutes? And I know I've been increasing as time's gone on because I used to only, I used to do two a week and I kept them short and now I do one a week and they're kind of long. This is, okay. I haven't read this since I wrote it probably. Here is the description that I made of my podcast the first time I ever posted one. This is simply me reading stuff. Stuff, be, that's how I came up with the title, me reading stuff. Cause I was like, what do, it, it, I didn't know this was gonna be like the main description that you would always see. <laughs> I was just going, all right. They asked me what this is. Uh, this is simply me reading stuff. Stuff being poems and literature and essays and letters. And I'm also talking and praising and laughing and almost crying and hating and living and dying and loving and some other stuff. Nice use of the word stuff 10 million times, Robin. Uh, anyway, I try to keep this under 10 minutes because I have a deep fear of boring people. Well, listen, I still have that fear. Just because I go over 10 minutes doesn't mean I'm, I've gotten rid of that fear. That is my biggest fear. And it sucks because I've noticed in conversations, I, I tend to, I'm a big question asker anyway. I love asking people questions. I wanna know everything about everyone I'm around, unless they're a complete psycho or asshole. But I wanna know what you, like if I get into a conversation with you, I'll most likely, it's kind of weird. It's almost like I'm doing a doctor intake form. What's your sleep schedule like? All right, what kind of things did you eat today, for instance? What, what did you eat for breakfast on a regular day? Uh, do much exercising? Do you, what kind of exercising do you like? Uh, do you walk around? Um, Happiness-wise, like how do you think your mental health is? I love knowing all of these details about people, which is why I also ask you guys those things. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I just think that it's also a way to deflect a bit because I would like to tell you, whoever you are, you, you know, whoever I'm sitting with, I would like to talk about my things too. I really would. This is maybe what the podcast is about. This is my quick chance to, without interruption, <laughs> tell you guys what I'm eating, how I'm feeling, ask you how you're doing, hope that in some way you'll respond. Um, by the way, anyway, wait, wait, no, hold on. Oh, I just hit my mic. Um, hold on, let me try to stay on track because I don't do it very often. 
So anyway, my fear, I really do. I notice other people will start talking and, and they, to just anyone, not to me. I see it on TV too or documentaries and they have no problem just divulging things, talking, talking, even if it's something that the listener doesn't maybe seem like they might be interested in. But some people just have no problem just doing that. I can't do that. And a lot of the things I want to talk about, you know, like if I meet up for dinner with somebody, let's say, that almost never happens. So let's let's do something more realistic. Let's say I encounter a new person who I get into a conversation with because they came over to do work on my house. That's realistic. Um, th- I I wouldn't mind like let's I wouldn't mind talking to them about the new Beverly Hills 90210 show. It's called BH 90210. I can't wait to talk to you guys about that. Has anybody been watching? It's one of the weirder uh, shows I've ever seen. But anyway, so I i mean, a lot of people don't mind doing that. Like they'll go on and on about something that is just their thing that really has nothing to do with you. And I love hearing it, but I can't do that to other people. I have to make sure that what I'm talking about with you is applying to you in some way. If it's not, I will not talk about it for longer than like 10 seconds. Uh, and I think that's not really good. I think that shows an insecurity. Um, okay, but anyway, I want to really quick give a, a little note of love on here to my friend Anna Wallace, who is my, I would say my longest listener and my favorite, one of my favorite listeners. I can't say favorite because that would be, that would exclude too many of you, but she is kind of my favorite. Let me, let me be real. Um, some interesting things about Anna, I won't, she probably doesn't want me to talk too much about her, but she did send me the coolest uh, gift once for my birthday, or was it Christmas? All of a sudden, I don't know. The, the mug is right here, let me grab it. Uh, Frankie just said hi to you guys yet again. All right, hold on. I'm gonna knock everything over, so hold on just one second. Frankie? There you go. Okay, here's my mug. So it was my birthday, I was right. Anna made me this beautiful coffee mug that has her drawings of four of my favorite things. So here they are. There's a Kleenex box, a book, French fries, and a pickle. And they are such beautiful drawings. And it says, happy birthday, Robin. Love, Anna. And that was from 2017. And if I remember right, Anna was just, I don't know if I made this story up. Anna, you gotta get back to me about this. But I think she was laying on the ground outside one night and was like, I need to look for a podcast about literature. And this was when I first started it. So I was in the what's hot section, even though I wasn't hot. It was just like, that's what they do with new podcasts sometimes. So she found me and we've been friends ever since, although we've never met each other. But I believe we will meet each other sometime soon. That's my guess. I have a good feeling about this. Also, another cool thing happened when I when I was um, mentioning that Nat Brute, one of my favorite publications run by two of my dear friends, uh, Nat Brute had a contest out for um, short story or something. And Anna's own mother, who had always wanted to publish her work, she's a writer, it, her first publication was through that contest. And Anna knew about it because of the, me reading stuff. And that made me really happy. I'll put a link to the description of Nat Brute in the in this podcast, um, a, a link to Nat Brute in the description of this podcast. Anyway, my love goes out to you, Anna, because I just saw before I logged in that you had a very good suggestion for me. So the last podcast, for those of you that didn't listen to it, it was a late night podcast, and I was on some weird 
high of life and I couldn't calm down and I couldn't sleep. By the way, I never went to sleep until about 7.45 a.m. that day, by the way. And then, oh, I can't even go into it. Long story short, there was a leak in, oh, there was a leak in my house and it was awful. And so I was up two hours later dealing with that all day. So I'm pretty much on no sleep still. It's been a complete nightmare of a time. Um, but anyway, Anna suggested on Twitter that perhaps it was that coffee toffee crunch ice cream that kept me up. And I think that's a very good thought. And Anna and everybody, I look at these ice creams when they're coffee or espresso because I'm not allowed to have caffeine, you know, and they never list caffeine and they should. And so I'm like, all right, I'm assuming the caffeine goes away when the process of ice cream happens. <laughs> that's my hopeful thinking, but clearly I'm wrong. So Anna, thank you very, very, very much. Hold on, I need to take a drink of water. I'm gonna, I just feel so dry. God, I love water. All right, I'm gonna read an oldie but a goodie. I used to read from this all the time. It's the Picador edition of the collected stories of Lydia Davis. If you don't know about Lydia Davis, she's one of our most original and influential writers, a storyteller celebrated for her emotional acuity, her formal inventiveness, and her ability to capture the mind in overdrive. She has been called an American virtuoso of the short story form. She's been called one of the quiet giants of American fiction. This volume contains all of her stories to date, from the acclaimed Break It Down from 86 to the 2007 National Book Award finalist, Varieties and Disturbance. Um, but this was published, again, Picador. I'm going to link to Picador so that you can buy this book. Just to mention, just to mention a very important one, do... Try, try to, without me being too demanding. I'm gonna say this one more time. I don't often talk about it. I try to do it in a quiet way. I never link to Amazon for you to buy these books, even though Amazon has almost every book I've ever read from. Now, the reason I'm saying this is that I try to do that subtly, but there has been an article brought to my attention here in the last week that completely terrified me and I'm gonna link you guys to it. Let me find it really quick. Long story short, the article is about some things going on with Amazon lately that people have found very disturbing, including me. Um, hold on, let me just pull the article up really quick. Well, I don't wanna, again, I didn't want this to be a long podcast and the more I relook at this article, I could go on and on and on. But this is from ENM News. Again, I'll link it. The title of the article is called Paging Big Brother in Amazon's Bookstore Orwell Gets a Rewrite. And the article's talking about how specifically in the book 1984, people were noticing that there are copies of books, not just on a Kindle or whatever, real copies of books tangible copies. They notice, people who really know the book notice, this isn't what happened. This isn't that sentence. For instance, um, there's one that uh, this editing was credited to this woman, Moira Propriate, Propriate, and it says, um, down and out is an unflinching look at brutal behavior among starving people, which makes Miss Propriate's self-appointed task of rendering the book more palatable rather than quixotic. An example of her handiwork came with Charlie, a boastful rapist, describes how he lured young women into his clutches. Come here, my chicken, I called to her. That's the original. In Miss Propriate's version, come here, I called to her. So in other words, 
it's really, you know, some of the distorted texts are due to ignorance, and it says here sloppiness, but at the most radical, the books try to improve Orwell. And it's not just Orwell, and, peop and people are getting really up in arms about it. Um, so anyway, especially with a book like 1984, I mean, that's pretty alarming. Uh, but yeah, so lots of books, if you don't go to the original publishers or reputable publishers, there's tons of books available on Amazon where people are distorting the text of classic books. Um, so even the title, uh, Animal Farm, um, the title's changed. One edition of Animal Farm, a fairy story, referred to itself on the back cover as Animal's Farm, a fair story. I mean... And then what else? Homage to Catalonia is now titled Homepage to Catalonia. So that's just like very ignorant and lame, but it gets way, way worse and more alarming. Anyway, back to Lydia Davis. I just, so my point here is do what you got to do. I'm not going to tell you how to shop or where to shop. And do I shop at Amazon? Occasionally I do. I do not shop for books on Amazon ever though. Um, I find my books at local bookstores or I order from the publisher or I order from good reputable bookstores. Again, I'm going to shout out my very favorite, which you're not going to be able to find this book or others, but if you live in Texas, go to Malvern Books in Austin. Um, if you're here, uh, if you're in LA, you go to, um, where do I go? Book Soup or the other awesome one which is, I forget what it's called, not the last bookstore. No offense, I don't love that. Um, oh, uh, whatever, uh, Skylight Books um, in Los Feliz. So, you know, you figure it out. I do not live in LA anymore, by the way. It sounded like I did, I don't know where I live. That, that's the reason I just said here, and then I said LA. I swear to God, I'm not lying. I do not live in LA anymore. Um, so I live somewhere else, but anyway. So you get the idea, just do your best, do, just do your best. I know sometimes you're in a hurry or you're just dying to get your hands on whatever and you order from Amazon because you've got you know overnight sh shipping or whatever, but it's just a good idea. These are things that are very precious to all of us and things that are kind of at risk, honestly. So just let's be careful. All right, Lydia Davis, man, go ahead and search on Podomatic or iTunes, my name or me reading stuff and Lydia Davis, and we'll go back in time and see what else I've read. I'm just gonna pick a random one right now. As I'm flipping around, I'm remembering the one priority, which I've definitely read on here and I recommend. It ends in, it is certainly true that the larger and older the living thing is, the harder it is to know how to care for it. Oh, that just gives me. A lot of feelings every time I hear that. Okay, this one I don't remember at all, and I'm just going to read it. It's called Varieties of Disturbance. I have been hearing what my mother says for over 40 years, and I have been hearing what my husband says for only about five years, and I have often thought she was right and he was not right. But now more often I think he is right, especially on a day like today when I have just had a long conversation on the phone with my mother about my brother and my father, and then a shorter conversation on the phone with my husband about the conversation I had with my mother. My mother was worried because she hurt my brother's feelings when he told her over the phone that he wanted to take some of his vacation time to come help them, since my mother had just gotten out of the hospital. She said, though she was not telling the truth, that he shouldn't come because she couldn't really have anyone in the house since she would feel she had to prepare meals, for instance, though having difficulty enough with her crutches. He argued against that, saying, that wouldn't be the point. 
And now he doesn't answer the phone. She's afraid something has happened to him, and I tell her I don't believe that. He has probably taken the vacation time he had set aside for them and gone away for a few days by himself. She forgets he is a man of nearly 50, though I'm sorry they had hurt his feelings like that. They had to hurt his feelings like that. A short time after she hangs up, I call my husband and repeat all of this to him. My mother hurt my brother's feelings while protecting certain particular feelings of my father's by claiming certain other feelings of her own. And while it was hard for me to deny my father's particular feelings, which are well known to me, it was also hard for me to not think there was not a way to do things differently so that my brother's offer to help would not be declined and he would not be hurt. <laughs> I'm already loving this, by the way. This is like every single situation I've ever dealt with in a weird way. Not with really my parents, but this just seems like every family situation, doesn't it? It's all very complex. Okay, moving on. She hurt my brother's feelings as she was protecting my father from certain feelings of disturbance anticipated by him if my brother were to come. By claiming to my brother certain feelings of disturbance of her own, slightly different. Sorry, right there I'm thinking, you know, again with my time in Al-Anon, all of this is you, uh, what is my phrase that I learned in Al-Anon? Um, say what you mean, mean what you say, just don't say it mean. So already I have an opinion. The mother should have said, you know, let's say the kid's name is John. John, that is so sweet of you. But to be honest with you, I'm just not, oh wait, the father has a problem, right? All right, let's, uh, never mind, never mind. I, I'm, I keep, I'm convinced that this mother was telling the truth that she doesn't think she could do this. Okay, anyway. But let's say it is her problem. She just doesn't feel like having him around. You just say, thank you so much, John. I just, I just do not have the capacity to be uh, taking care of anybody. I would just want to make sure you have the best time and you're so sweet. But why don't you take some time for you? And we'll do this when I rest up a little bit more. You know what I mean? Don't you think? Anyway. All right. Now, my brother, by not answering his phone, has caused new feelings of disturbance in my mother and father both. Feelings that are the same or close to the same in them, but different from the feelings of disturbance anticipated by my father and those falsely claimed by my mother to my brother. Now, in her disturbance, my mother has called to tell me of her and my father's feelings of disturbance over my brother. And in doing this, she has caused in me feelings of disturbance also, though fainter than and different from the feelings experienced now by her and my father and those anticipated by my father and falsely claimed by my mother. When I describe this conversation to my husband, I cause in him feelings of disturbance also, stronger than mine, and different in kind from those in my mother and my father, and respectively claimed and anticipated by them. <laughs> don't you wish you just don't have to have a brain? You just didn't have a brain. Sometimes I do. Uh, anyway, my husband is disturbed by my mother's refusing my brother's help, and thus causing disturbance in him, and by her telling me of her disturbance, and thus causing disturbance in me greater, he says, than I realize, but also more generally by the disturbance caused more generally, not only in my brother, by her, but also in me by, by her greater than I realize. This is hard to read. Uh, realize, and more often than I realize, and when he points this out, it causes in me yet another disturbance, different in kind and in degree from that caused in me by what my mother has told me. For this disturbance is not only for myself and my brother, and not only for my father and his anticipated and his present disturbance, but also and most of all for my mother herself, who has now and has generally caused so much disturbance, as my husband rightly says, but is herself disturbed by only a small part of it. <laughs> that is so funny. By the way, we never did figure out what the father's problem was, right? 
So basically, we can assume, I, I think, that the father has a problem with the brother that, that he's not addressing, right? So this is the other thing is, if I were the mother, I would say to my husband, listen, pal, you deal with your son. I want my son to come over. Let's say I wanted to, I want my son to come over. If you've got a problem with him, you're going to deal with it. And you know, and you know what, this will be a good opportunity for you. Uh, he'll be here to help me get through this time. And I'm excited about that. And I'm certainly not going to cover your ass. So get with the program, be an adult, have a conversation. <laughs> That's the sounds a little demanding, but I do believe it. I wouldn't be lying for somebody else if they've got a problem. I, I'm not going to be, you know what I mean? Anyway, but this is a, that is a really good, so varieties of disturbance. It is true. And you know, man, I don't, I'm not all for like not telling people when th you're having a problem with something because that's not healthy. But there are times when it's unnecessary and you do just fuck up other people's brain mechanisms when you do that because then they're worried. I, I've gone through this a million times. I used to do this myself. Um, in my own family, like if I was all upset about something, now in retrospect, it was always something very minor. I would then tell everybody else around and then they'd be worried about me and they'd be upset at that person too. And really it was all so pointless because I should, if I've got a problem with somebody, I should, I should deal with it in my own way. You know what I mean? But like talking about it endlessly to other people is just such a waste of time. Now you may disagree with me. I'm at a different place in my life where I would have heard me also and been like, whatever, you're ridiculous. But trust me, for my own sanity, it's not worth it to go into the details with everybody I know who cares about me. Basically, I now just roll with the punches anyway and realize life, life is difficult and everybody's doing their best. But I used to always expect so much of people. And remember, I haven't said this in a while on here, but expectations are premeditated. Uh, all of a sudden, I forget. Expectations are premeditated, what's the word? Help me. What's that called when you have a grudge against somebody? <laughs> Expectations. This is a great podcast, isn't it? Also, it was supposed to be 10 minutes. It's now 22 minutes. Expectations are premeditated resentments. There you go. You guys, put a gag on me or a muzzle on me. I'm done. I've got to go eat some more Doritos. I've got to hit the road. I've got stuff to do. You've got stuff to do. I'm sorry I went on and on. You know what? I'm going to shake my hands. Here I am shaking my hands into the air. Next episode is going to be 10 minutes. Okay. I'm going to make sure I'm going to see what I can do. I don't know why I'm so protracted lately, but I am. And I love you guys. Uh, remember, feel free to give this podcast a five-star review. If you do, and you include a question in your uh, rating, I will read your question and answer it. Any question you ask me, I will answer it here on the podcast. I don't believe I got any questions. So I will move on from that and tell you guys that you're the best and I believe in you and I know things are going to be okay. Be nice to others. Be nice to yourself. Eat some good foods and call it a night. Good night. Take the day off. I, you heard it here first. Take the day off. Relax. Go relax. Have a nice time. Goodbye. <laughs>